0: So welcome again to Joe and Joe here with Suburban Bourbon and we are in season three now as we had discussed earlier and this is episode three and we are at one of our favorite steakhouses. That's right. Um, It's only taken a year. This place is so busy um, in a good way um, with amazing foods, amazing drinks and we finally got in here to do a show at Strip Steakhouse and meet the owner. Uh, Ron Larson
1: and uh, and Carl's gonna make us up some drinks. Joe, are you pumped? I'm super excited. So uh, let's start off. We have uh, Ron Larson here, owner of Strip Steakhouse. Why don't you tell everyone first off the location here? What's the address here at Strip?
2: 36840 Detroit Road. It's Avon, Ohio. Uh, That's 44011. Uh, We're off of Detroit Road. The old Avon Village encompasses about four acres of area. So we we're not directly on the road, but you'll um, if you come down into the entrance of the old Avon Village, you can't miss us. We're a big, large red barn,
0: <laughs> and okay. you know, and the barn is actually, I think, something
1: um, kind of a cool story. Joe, you were reading a little bit about it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it goes back. Uh, we're we're looking at about 170 years. Yeah,
2: yeah it's to, to me, it's like a direct connection to the Revolutionary War, America, and I and I say this in a line that. One, uh, we got it from Frederickstown, uh, which is right outside of Mount Vernon, So you brought brought it here? We brought it here, piece by piece, yeah. Wow. Um, um, It has the connections to George Washington and the Virginia Land Company. Uh, It has a connection to the Year's Brothers, E-W-E-R-S, and their Revolutionary War um, service. Uh, they received the property in years, uh, in um, Knox County, which was a general of George Washington, a highly regarded artillery general. Um, and they received the property in Knox County, right out of Frederickstown for their service in the New Hampshire 3rd Revolutionary Regiment. So a lot of connections to the Revolutionary War and Americana, and, 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 and it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing for us. Um, the barn itself was around 1850 1860 constructed on a sawmill one of the first sawmills in the area that the the uh, the years brothers ended up having um, quite a large farm and were very wealthy for the time Um, the barn is built out of chestnut Uh, the chestnut was the tree of Ohio before uh, the blight which then made the product wormy chestnut. Uh, But at that time, chestnut was rarely available. A nice hardwood, uh, all the timbers and beams were uh, morced and tended. Oddly enough, or not oddly enough for the time, the barn was made to be transported anywhere to any property. Um, So no nails or staking was used in the construction and we stayed true to it if you were able to examine some of the knee braces you'll see they're pegged Uh, they are used uh, an augered hole and then a peg that holds the knee brace in place Um, and they did that simply because they needed it sometimes to move barns uh, if they relocated Uh, obviously it was a a pretty big project to build a barn so
0: so so i mean and and i think i think the move to do this was actually, uh, you know, pretty cool because certainly this whole area in Avon um, is, you know, has a historic feel. Um, not only you oh know God, certainly yeah. this location, but some of the others, even in this little um, cul-de-sac area. But at the end of the day, um, I think it adds to uh, Strip Steakhouse's ambiance. Oh, so you're walking into what you think is a is a well, you smell it first of all, smell it outside. Um, but
1: you walk in, you know, you're in a steakhouse oh, without a doubt. I mean, the steaks here are phenomenal, and uh, but. The, the, just the history you provided is, is amazing. And it's amazing to be able to take it from where you did and then reconstruct it. How yeah. long did it take to do that? It was about
2: a year, uh, total completion from tear down to reassemble. Um, Ohio State at the time, uh, right around the um, bicentennial of Ohio, 1803 was when it became a state. So celebration of 2003 was the um, uh, um, 200 year. Um, we were able to join a program called barn again in the Ohio State uh, Agricultural School in Worcester worked with a gentleman named Charles Whitney he located the barn it has historical significance in Ohio and uh, he married us together and uh, from that point on uh, we were able to receive the barn uh, without costs other than the fact of having to take it down and uh, move the original sandstone foundations and and of that nature to this property. Now, um, the barn originally sat on the highest elevated point in Knox County, uh, on a sort of a windy hill, and it air dried the lumber and sort of salvaged everything almost perfectly, except the first level, which where they kept livestock and a lot of rot occurred. So we were not able to use the first floor of the standing beams. So what we're sitting in is the second floor, which was particularly used for grain, and then the third floor, which was hay. Wow. So the barn was actually one story higher and actually enormous structure. It was 60 feet longer. Of that, we were able to salvage what we're sitting in today.
0: So, so tell us Ron and first of all amazing by the way um, I'm glad we're not sitting in the livestock area <laughs> quite frankly um, but, uh, but uh, tell us so let's get to the restaurant so what, what, what was your um, vision you know for the restaurant what what, what what was your background to jump into this um, which, which was a very successful operation'll
2: be truthful uh, I had an operations manager uh, bachelor's degree coming into this I had no culinary degree. Um, But what we felt as we were designing the Old Avon Village, which contains uh, historical buildings from the 1800s, we felt that it needed a draw of an audience that was attracted to food. So we went and we learned and we taught ourselves and we processed what we feel today is some of the finest uh, cuisine in northern Ohio. And actually, I, I think we've had some kudos in all of Ohio as one of the three major steakhouses. So
1: so how did you pull? I mean, because I mean, when we talk about this, it, like like we said, just the structure alone is amazing. So what was the journey like to, to pull together? Because, I mean, we've been here a number of times. And, and I can say fact, this is one of the best steakhouses in Cleveland. Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. and depending on what you're getting, it, it, it is it is the yeah, like, so like what makes the steak so amazing? I mean, you know,
0: it's, it's clearly a steak is not a steak. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think you know, there's a combination of things. In it. And one is obviously picking the best quality uh, that you can and we serve certified Angus beef, uh, black Angus we feel is, is the great. Um, we also bring in Wagyu from Australia, Ranger Valley Farms, uh, we bring in a Wagyu strip and we also bring in a Wagyu tomahawk. So we search for quality. We've t- taste-tested ourselves, and we've gone to our audience and asked what they want. And we feel that this is the best offering, and we're still learning. You know, I just was speaking of a steak called the culotte or the Texas deer. Or, um, so so we, we come up with new cuts, and, and we're still learning, And um, but we still want to provide the finest, whether it's in the seafood arena or if it's in the beef. But I think to answer your question, what makes the steak... So different is the fact of the crew and the staff here and their abilities and the delivery and the feel of the barn. And I think if you put together that wardrobe, I think you'll be pretty happy here. And
0: clearly, I'm not doing something at home the right way because I I, I can make a steak at home, and you you and know, I've talked about yes. this. Yet, you know, you go to a restaurant like, how can they make this <laughs> so freaking good? But God bless you for doing it exactly. And you also have very eclectic um, appetizers, of all often so those. that you That's you, a great you, you know bring in and off. I mean, I mean, we first came here, I remember years and years ago, had pierogies on the on the appetizer, and then you swap some things out next time we came. Just so it's not the typical things you get.
2: Well, we like to think outside the box, and I think as a chef, uh, as my staff. Uh, to challenge them uh, is where you go, I'm gonna give you three ingredients. I'm gonna give you a bologna, I'm gonna give you a dill pickle, and I'm gonna give you a cheese. And uh, that's not a, a late home meal, although it could be, but uh, I, I asked them to deconstruct it and come up with something unique. And we do have a lot of fun in the kitchen, and that's why some of the things that we've had, or we will have, are unique and we like to go outside the box. And not only in the food, but also when we're talking about cocktailing. I think some of our cocktails, uh, specials on the weekend are so unique and so different. Um, I I really think crafting, uh, whether it's in the kitchen or behind the bar, is very, very important um, in satisfying the customer and letting them go on a tour. So the staff is more of a tour guide. Let us take you through our tour, whether it's the steak or whether it's a side dish, whether it's a cocktail. And I think we have some great bartenders, great chefs. So,
1: and that's one thing too. The staff here is off the charts. I mean, when we've been here, Absolutely. I mean, it really is. The service is top notch, and um, and that goes a long way, especially in our day and age. I think that um, uh, across a lot of restaurants that we've been to, it's not always the case. So, right. uh, you know, kudos to you and the and the crew because they, they it's a first class experience and good bartenders too. I mean, we're gonna meet Carl on 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 air in a minute,
0: but. I can't tell you how many times we've, when we've talked about this. We've gone to places, who, and when a bartender just doesn't know what they're doing, I can't tell you how. First of all, you lose revenue because you're not going to keep buying drinks. Right. We've been to places where now we will go back specifically for the bartender because yep. the drinks are so fantastic, yeah. and and clearly, um, and I think folks can see this when we do when we have the show. You have an amazing selection of spirits. I mean, we're certainly in the whiskey and bourbon, but you know you have pretty much everything here, and you even see some things suspended. Um, from the welcome I mean, you have to try one of those. Exactly. Um, but uh, it, 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 you walk in and you can find something, bottom line, something to your taste. We,
2: we hope that we can appeal to several types of tastes. This doesn't have to be bourbon, although I will, I will give you a secret here. Uh, I know Carl listens to Joe and Joe, so a lot of his talent might be, uh, mm, let's say, Um, taken. But uh, he does have he does have great skill. And and we do feel whether it's a whether it's a champagne drink or whether it's something made with tequila. Tequila seems to be very hot lately. Right. So uh, but we have fun with it. We have fun with it. And we do love our bourbons here. What's better than a a, a nice uh, on the rocks or a neat bourbon with a great fatty steak? Oh, that's Uh, awesome. I don't think there's anything better. We are a wintertime restaurant, but we have great summer menu, too great patio
1: so we were gonna say talk about the patio I mean, when we were you know we've come here it's always been in the restaurant but that patio is fantastic so tell everyone about you know what you romantic. have to offer it
2: has a uh it has a s- small water feature and then uh, we have three rings of fire representing the trilogy uh it has two sections uh uh, they're sort of encompassed and closed in like a courtyard feel uh, something maybe you'd find in new orleans uh it's back lighting and some you know it's just a very quaint area yeah. yeah. it's not the robust bumping into somebody with a beer in their hand it's just a very casual and comfortable yeah
0: and can you get food service out there ron oh, absolutely yeah yeah yeah
2: we love serving on the patio so Perfect. it's just a it's just a great summertime feel
0: so before we meet carl tell um us and certainly our audience you know why should people come to strip
2: well one I think if you want a great steak that's pretty obvious Two, if you want to make some great friends some meet some great people have some great service I think the facts pretty much outlay themselves is that we have it here um, we're old school family-run business one of the things I just heard uh, um, not too long ago was the number one business going out of business family-owned businesses so um, that's a sad thing because in America across America you know it was just saturated with peppered with those unique restaurants and um, my daughter uh, she's running the treehouse uh, and she does great job catering the treehouse cafe tea room uh, has great lunch uh, great soups uh, and then we here at Strip our dinner service we have the Clifton and sometime we'd probably love to have you guys over at the Clifton and host a burner burner a bourbon dinner where uh, we could uh, we can just go through the whole uh, whole evening and feature some different bourbons and have you guys yeah I I think that would be fun right yeah so so it's in our wheelhouse yeah (laughs) I mean let's plan it so the 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 Clifton is another um, barn it's an 1850s English style barn it sits right behind us and that's been done as our hall, private party center. So great experience down here. Shopping in the old Avon village, stores, um, cocktailing and food though, strip steak house.
1: And I think you brought up before, you know, taking, you know, taking all your customers on a tour, you know, as you're having cocktails. And that's one thing that you know, when you have great, you know, great bartenders and bar staff, you can afford to do that because they know what works and what doesn't. So that's a that's a pretty special thing, and I know we've had nothing but ex- you know great outstanding, experiences here. outstanding uh, service, attentive, and if uh, you don't
0: know, I mean, I've had um, my um, family members here who might not know what they exactly want to eat servers are very good at walking you through and not just the most expensive thing I mean they'll say you know what is your taste do you like this do you like that even down to how you want your steak prepared um, and you don't have a
2: stuffy vibe no,
0: you know well, sometimes you go to I love oh, the naming oh. of the,
1: of yeah. the I, uh, who comes up with all the names <laughs> uh, because they're fun
2: I'm gonna play guilty to those uh, so it's, it's it is supposed to be fun we have a steak on there called the reason and uh, the simple, when someone orders, can I get the reason? And some of the server will say, well, what's the reason? You know, or they'll ask, what's the reason? <laughs> it's just kind of a fun thing. But you're right, Joe, our, our staff is, and I, and I don't want to speak for them, but I feel that they love their positions and they love doing what they're doing and that's why they do it well. And we make sure that they interview you, not in a point where it's overbearing, but they ask, what do you like? What type of cut are you normal? What's the temperature that you like? They explain the um, tour and um, they take you through all the steps and it's fun they have fun you know uh i can hear sometimes my servers i'm in the kitchen i hear their laughs and and uh, so i know things are going well at the table so
0: but but that's a reflection on you and i and we've we've seen owners um not many that we've done in shows but certainly where we visited places you can see it's kind of a downtrodden vibe, and people—you know—are people even happy to be there? Yeah. So that doesn't suggest people aren't held accountable, but it's—you know—you have—it's it, it, a reflection on whoever's in charge. Yeah. Just to be candid with you, and if you're that kind of guy, that that's the kind of staff you're going to have.
2: Well, um, we run little contests, you know, for the servers just for fun. And um, I am here seven days a week. I, I'm, I'm operating in the kitchen. I'm an owner that uh, you know really pays attention, and. Um, for example, even today we have fun. So one of our servers won a contest last night and the prize she will receive tonight is a can of dehydrated water. So uh, I, I, I'm wondering if she's gonna get the joke or think it's serious, but we'll find out. So we're excited about giving that away tonight. So,
0: so, so Ron, is it true if, if a patron walks in and sees you in the kitchen, yells? Ron, you look fantastic tonight. Yeah. They get a free tomahawk. Is They'll that true? Get,
2: they're going to get something free, <laughs> but but then I'm going to tell them they're they're a great liar. You're a great liar. Okay. But <laughs> well, yeah, as long as they mention Joe and Joe, we'll be good, right?
0: Yeah. Ron, we can't thank you enough for inviting us here and allowing us to be here and being such a hospitable host. And looking forward to meeting Carl and having some drinks. But we would tell our viewers. Strip Steakhouse is fantastic, and it's yeah. and um, I would also say I have brought my kids here, so it's it's a it's I would call it family friendly. I mean, it's a a, a nice place, so you know, but it's certainly somewhere that accommodates a family. Staff is amazing. Um, located right here in
1: Avon. That's right, and, and even if you don't like steak, the seafood's off Seafood, the charts. Yeah, so you right. have a little something for everybody, yeah. and uh, we can't thank you enough. So thank yeah, you very no, much, thanks Ron. Very much, it's
2: Joe and Joe. I appreciate you so much. Nice meeting you, and I'm glad to continue listening to you guys. Uh, thanks, all right? Ron. all right.
0: So we are back, and this is the fun part when we uh, do Suburban Bourbon. We're going to meet uh, Carl, uh, yep. who is the bar manager here at Strip. And of course, at, because I don't have a uh, good memory, I'm old now, at 36840
1: Detroit Road here in Avon. So, yeah. Joe, let's get to it. So, Carl, talk to us about, first of all, your journey in, in this career and in what you've done to become bar manager here at Strip and, uh, and, and just what are all the things you guys offer here?
3: Absolutely. Uh, personal journey, I have worked in the hospitality industry my whole life. So working in Lorain County Fair, concession stands, 20 years ago is how I started in this. I went to a uh, vocational school out in Oberlin for culinary arts. Did a couple of years there uh, to kind of learn from the back of the house. Absolutely loved that program. Got to travel all across the country doing competitions, cooking competitions nice. and the like. It was a really awesome opportunity and um, really helped build build a solid base of knowledge. Um, That being said, I went to college for hospitality and restaurant management out in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. So kind of moving more towards the front of the house. Um, I've always loved the industry a lot. I started, like I said, in the back of the house. Really, really always enjoyed the pressure of a rail full of tickets. You know, it's kind of you against the world, and if you don't do a good job, if you don't perform, somebody's going to have a bad meal, and that's, that's disappointing you want. You do not want that to happen. Uh, what I always loved about the front of the house was serving tables and talking to the guests. Every single day there was a little bit more variety. There's something different about every single shift because somebody tells you a fun story, or they maybe know somebody who you know. And um, what I mostly love about the bar and why I think it's my favorite place to be is you get a little bit of all, all the above. You get the pressure, you gotta pump out those cocktails, but you get to talk to people every single day. When I head home, I call, call my wife up and I say, hey, babe, guess what? Here's a fun story that happened today, or guess who I met at the bar? They know, they know so-and-so. I find that uh, huh, very fun. Um, on top of that, behind the bar, it is, it's really hard to kind of become a master of it. And you know, we talk about things like, like bourbon and whiskey, and boy, there's always another new one to learn about and there's always a new way to make a cocktail or a way to improve it or to elevate it or to make it a little bit more interesting
1: yeah. so what, what's your,
0: what do you think uh i guess maybe over the last couple of years or maybe it's seasonal what's your more popular what what have you seen a rise in in terms of when we talk about bourbon in particular what, what's
3: what's the most sought after cocktail sought after cocktail i mean um coming from a steakhouse it's the manhattan and the old-fashioned yeah you know i mean those are the old school ones they've been yeah. doing them for a long time and, and a lot of those people who are getting into the bourbons and really kind of in, in, enjoying the different types of whiskey, they, they, they want your version of that, yes, or they want to yes. see how you do. They tend to yeah. judge you on that a little bit yeah. because they're comparing it to the guy who does it somewhere else or the way that you do it at your own house. Yeah. And so having a fun, uh, fun spin on it, making sure that you're executing it well is extremely important. Yes.
1: What, what about, because one of the things that Joe and I both noticed is the just the great selection of bourbon and other spirits that you have. What's the most popular bourbon that someone wants,
3: either straight or on the rocks? Most popular bourbon that somebody wants straight or on the rocks, I'll be honest, it's oftentimes the, those Buffalo Trace products. Yeah. You know, um, Colonel E.H. Taylor, when I put it up there, that small batch, always goes fast. <laughs> when you get your hands on a bottle of a single barrel, that goes pretty fast. Yep. Eagle Rare is always popular. Angels Envy is a fantastic one. I like Angel's Envy, yeah. Yep. Lots, of- Lots of the times, uh, I-, I think that one of the fun things about having such a nice variety is that there's almost always something that you haven't had when you come in. And immediately, when somebody sits at my bar, I see where their eyes go and it goes up towards those whiskeys and bourbons. <laughs> so let me, let me get you my whiskey list. Yeah, my exactly. <laughs> and you have one, you know, it's, it
0: is amazing to me. And actually places that have a phenomenal selection don't have a, they have a wine list sure. or they'll show, they'll tell you what is on tap, but they do not have
3: a whiskey list, which is bizarre.
0: And it's changing though.
3: Yeah. Sure. You know? I, think, you know? I think, I think, I think it's almost necessary at this point because uh, oh, we have 70 ish. Probably, rice, rice. you know, different types of whiskeys, scotches, bourbons, all the above, rise, And um, I can't expect a server to uh, be serving them at a table and, and, and be able to, what kind rice. of whiskey do rice. you have? Let me, let me give it, it to know. you, you know? <laughs> it's not very practical, I guess. So, so <laughs> absolutely, right?
0: <laughs> so, Carl, tell us what you're going to make for us today.
3: Absolutely. So the first cocktail that we have right here is our signature Manhattan. Um, and this is a cocktail that has been on the menu here for years and years and years. Um, we use Angel's Envy as the whiskey, the bourbon specifically, um, which is kind of like a cheat code right off the bat because you're using a really nice product. Yeah. Uh, those port barrels really soften it up and makes it very approachable inside of the cocktail. Have has some blood orange bitters inside of there. We have a uh, dash of a little bit of Grand Marnier and some sweet vermouth in there. Uh, it's not a a huge twist on a Manhattan. It's pretty straightforward, but you get some of those orange flavors. It's a little bit lighter, very drinkable, and one of our most popular cocktails for sure.
0: You know, I made a man my first Manhattan made with driver move. Couldn't understand why it didn't taste good. Sure. I'm like,
3: that's why <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I learned. I learned those things that we learned.
1: Oh. I know what's great about this in the summertime. Like, I, this I, is I, a great you. summertime bourbon drink. This brighter. is this
0: is really fresh.
1: Oh, wow, very nice. And I think you you touched on it. I think a lot of times one of the mistakes that we've seen is when you try to go so far off script that it just doesn't work. These are all just quality ingredients, well balanced, and and it, it, it definitely, it's a refresher. I'm kind of upset
0: because I don't think I'm going to be doing sample drinking today. I think this is full on drinking kids out there. It's around one thirty in the afternoon here at suburban. Bourbon. Uh, we encourage the kids out there to do this later in the evening. <laughs>
1: mm. no, this is fantastic. Good though. stuff, Carl. So this nice.
3: is one of the more popular
1: mm-hmm. offerings being
3: a steakhouse, being known for your steaks, uh, the whiskey bourbons in particular, and those those red wines really dominate what people expect when they come in here. You you want something that can stand up to a big hearty meal, that can hold up to one of those big steaks. So um, anytime that we're running a, a whiskey, whether it's a drink special or whether it is something that's on the actual menu, those tend to be some of the more popular drinks that we uh, that we have. And you're in the cherry? Oh, the Luxardo cherries, oh, yeah. You got I knew so, it. I just wanted you to say it and take good. credit. You know
0: it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we've, I've said this on a lot of different shows, I've had drinks, when they make them just with the regular marsio and cherries, and the drink turns pink. Sure. I'm like, even just visually,
1: do you understand what you've done wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but it, and it's funny, and uh, Al, we've said it before, and it's they are definitely more expensive than other, you know, other. But yeah. it is worth it. I think it caps off a. It's one of those that
3: I think helps cap off a great drink. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, uh, that's don't don't mess with what works fantastically you know the Luxardo cherries are, are an awesome compliment i, I like the drink. juice as a sugar substitute sure. as
0: well it darkens the drink a little bit and then if should think some of those i think it's fine you do it all the time but outstanding so so yeah,
1: home run first absolutely first run. <laughs> right up first pitch right out the game. carl's on a roll one Have for one day.
3: So Carl, that was outstanding. I think you'd agree, yep, Joe. Absolutely. What are we gonna have next? So it's interesting because you commented on using the Luxardo cherry syrup as a way to enhance a cocktail. You uh, segue nicely into our next drink, which is our signature Old Fashioned. Signature Old Fashioned, we use a, a spiced cherry bitters that we make in-house. A. Um, orange like Grand Marnier syrup once again made in house and we use a little bit of that Luxardo cherry syrup inside of there as well. Nice. Uh, The bourbon inside of this is Woodford Reserve which holds up very nicely. Um, The concept behind this drink is kind of fun. It's our signature old fashioned and uh, as you know from enjoying bourbon you probably know that doing old fashions there's there's been a a war for many years as to whether you you muddle fruit inside of there what's the best way what's the best way and there's there's the old school and when i started bartending quite a long time ago it was a lot more common to say hey you're supposed to put a pink cherry and some orange inside of there and muddle it up and it was kind of this fruity cocktail that wasn't really reminiscent of what people will, nowadays would expect when they order an Old Fashioned. Old Fashioned should be your bitters, your sweetener, water in the form of usually just the ice cube, and then your, your whiskey. Um, this is a fun drink because it kind of brings all that together. It has the spiced cherry bitters. It has the Grand Marnier, which is an orange flavored um, liqueur. And that's what you're using as your modifiers into the cocktail. I like the fact too. That, I mean, old
0: fashions and Manhattan's, and certainly Sazeracs, because they're made that way. But you can have them without ice. You sure. could chill them and still enjoy a really great, you know, drink.
1: You I I them. agree, and I love the 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 big rock. I mean, that's that that to me sets it off. It's Absolutely. a uh,
3: and I like how you you have a variety depending on if it's a Manhattan or not. And that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, whether they want it up, whether they want it in the big cube. You gotta be able to accommodate those kinds of things when it comes to those bourbon cocktails.
0: Wow. That's a different taste with that spiced. You said it was a spice. Cherry bitters wow. that we made here. You can taste that. Oh my god. This is but in this a is, complimentary way, though.
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, once again, it's kind of it's kind of taking taking that, that old um, a little bit out of date version of an old fashioned of muddling all the fruit and turning it into that and turning it into something that is a little bit more. It's modern, even though you. It also is from a hundred years ago, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, makes a really nice, delicious cocktail. It's fantastic,
1: and yeah. I, and I I prefer. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the muddling. So at the end of the day, but having all those flavors and the so the spice bitters, the spice cherry bitters. That's a that's a little bit different. That's a nice little. Uh, I like it. It's a nice little tweak on on a great drink, and again, and I think this is you know we say it, but having a balanced drink, you know a lot of times. Things could be when they're off balance. It's noticed. This is a absolutely perfect man manhan- or uh, old fashioned. I immediately regret not eating this morning. <laughs> um, you know, I, you
0: know. And I'm wondering. So, well, I guess. So you have you have the bitters. Okay. Now, do you ever do the
3: um, smoking? Are you on that bandwagon? We don't uh, have a cocktail consistently that we do that yeah. but we will run a drink special we run one like probably about a month or so ago yeah. I think we ran a smoked cocktail you had one in the winter too I believe there was one like maybe it yeah we like to mix them in here and there it's um we run a drink special every single weekend there's always something new um, it's a great opportunity for the bartending staff to kind of challenge themselves sure. see what they can come up with have some fun concepts and then we're usually also running a drink special month to month. So we have something fun for the month, every single day of the week. And on the weekends, we like to go a little bit more crazy, yeah. maybe having a fun accompaniment uh, that goes with the drink that might be a little bit different, if you will. Um, I think a week ago we had a toasted macaroon going with a kind of like a tropical coconut cocktail that our bartender made. And it just came with a little macaroon. Um, <laughs>
0: One, you know, exactly. and people look at
3: it, they say, what is that? That's kind of crazy, that's pretty interesting. Um, it really helps challenge the creativity of the bartenders and that really comes from Ron. You know, once again, he was talking about those kitchen guys and he was talking about trying to find ways to put your spin on it to make it a little bit more interesting, a little bit different, a little bit more elevated. And you know he really approaches it sometimes almost with an artist perspective. And it can drive me crazy sometimes because um, I have something that's really, really good and it's not good enough. And it drives you crazy in all the right ways because it challenges you to try to find a way to be better than what, it already, what you already have. Um, and it's one of those things that I think helps maintain the standard and raise the standard of a restaurant like this that's been open for almost a decade and a half now.
0: Yeah. Well, what I think, too, I mean, and I, you know, you, you and I were talking and you saw some of the shows on net. by the way, also available on Spotify, um, that there's a sort of a trend, I think, when you see a lot of the, or a common thread, I should say, really, when you see with a lot of these places we've visited, and it's creativity. You know, we're an owner, um, regardless of how involved they are, and Ron said he's here pretty much every day. Yes, he is. But he allows you to be creative. You know, and I think that that, may, that there's something
1: to that. You know, that they're not people don't feel restricted behind the bar. Oh, exactly. I mean, in, in when you know, Ron talked about taking a tour. You know, that we're going to take you on a tour. It, it does two things. One, it allows you to, to show off what you know and and, and what works. And it also allows the customer to try things that maybe they wouldn't normally have. So, I mean, it really is because you know, like we said, we we were talking earlier, but old fashions, we've had them at many places as we love. We love <laughs> but, them. But this is a really, what I love is it's a it's a new take, and it's not so far off. It is dead on. Yeah. This is a great old-fashioned. Yeah. And this is one that,
3: I guess I would ask, between these two, which is the more popular? The Old-fashioned is the most cocktail pop, the most popular cocktail on our menu pretty much always. I can see that. If I if I run a drink special that outsells it one night, I feel like oh that was a good drink special. <laughs> exactly. I'm good.
0: On a, on a busy night, so Saturday Saturday night busy. Um, how many of you are behind the bar? Two people. Two two usually okay. And you're serving servicing rather the upstairs as yes. folks I know at home can see, but there is you know where the, the bottom level and you will walk in. Walk into the lobby, the uh, entrance, and you see the bar to your left. And there's stairs that go up behind us. Yep. And there's some seating here as well behind us, but mainly the main area is upstairs. So you're servicing upstairs. Absolutely. You're servicing here and you're servicing outside. Yes, indeed. As well. So it says something. You know know your
1: stuff. You're hustling.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, what's our next drink? So, the next drink is called the Nutty Man.
0: Nutty Man, and it is, that was your nickname
1: in high uh, school.
3: It? it was not my nickname. It was, <laughs> that was White Lightning from White the prior Light. episode. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the Nutty Man. So this is a uh, this is a uh, great example of once again kind of taking a cocktail and changing it or progressing it and trying to make it something a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun. Um, my wife is one of the best testers when I am experimenting and trying out new cocktails or things to bring into the restaurant. The record, our wives are not. I, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> our, ours are not, but we are two
1: good testers in, in the event she's not available. The embarrassing fact, all girl. Are, yeah, the
0: embarrassing <laughs> fact <laughs> to all of our listeners is they know that our, our wives don't like bourbon, They'd ironic. God's little plan, you know. but go ahead.
3: Well, uh, and, and so uh, some similarities there. She will not drink bourbon. <laughs> with me straight. She doesn't want to taste the bourbon, she doesn't enjoy just the right. sipping of it. Yeah. So my challenge, this was quite some time ago, was alright, well, it's good and I want you to, to find a way to enjoy it. So let me make a drink that you will enjoy with bourbon. And over the course of time, she has opened up to it a lot, she still won't sip it with me. Um,
1: but this is... This is how this came about. This
3: is how this came about. So this is a uh, twist on a, it's almost like an amaretto Manhattan. So we're using bullet rye as the base, the rye with that nice little bit of spiciness. Um, Amaretto di Sirono, so it has that almondy flavor, a little bit extra sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. Um, It has some Angostura bitters inside of there, it has some walnut bitters in there as well, some black walnut bitters, and actually it has a little dry vermouth like we were talking about earlier.
1: <laughs> my nemesis. <laughs> Which is? My
3: nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, because you still want some of those 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 herbal, those those, those kind of um, notes that you would get from the vermouth, mm-hmm. but the amaretto is already quite sweet by itself, and the sweet vermouth got almost cloying when you make it with that. So this is a, a titch more balanced, and it's going to be a nutty drink, a little bit on the sweet side. Um, Ron, as we said previously, always looking to find fun ways to elevate it, to make it a little bit more interesting. To say, when I went to Strip Steakhouse, I had something that I don't get somewhere else. Um, Him challenging us is where we came up with the idea of, I'm gonna serve this with salted mixed nuts. Uh, We have a nutty drink that's a little bit on the sweet side, and let's serve it with some nuts, so that they have, when was the last time you went to a bar and there was some mixed nuts on the bar that yeah, you could yeah, grab, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's kind of like a wink-wink to a bartending back in the day. But also it's a, it's a fun accompaniment with the drink. And also that, that saltiness kind of makes the drink develop a little bit. So you take a sip of it first and it's that sweetness. Okay. you eat some nuts, you take another little sip of it. And it kind of helps make the flavors pop because yeah. of that salt. You see a lot of restaurants cool. adding yeah. saline or yeah. salt to their cocktails. It's kind of like, like a twist on that.
1: In, and right. you said you made this. And so does your wife like this drink then yes this does. is one so this was this is a she's not a bourbon drinker but this is approved Absolutely by a non-bourbon Kaylee drinker approved. love it
0: i mean that's good on its own let's just to be honest
1: oh that's awesome and this is i could see where i this is the thing we need to see if it's katie and jody approved because I might be I think they would like that Smooth. fun that and is you a came nice up with the name
3: move. yes i did i named it after ron <laughs> <laughs> the
1: nutty man <laughs> the nutty awesome. man ron larson
3: this is an awesome and you this what? is
1: what you get when you come to strip mm-hmm. it's it's you know classics but then you get you know a drink like this that you like you said and i think this is important you can't get this everywhere you can't get this anywhere this well, is, I, I this think, is a Carl original. I think it's worth you know, look. Let's
0: just be honest. Strip, you know, if there's one knock on strip. It's trying to get in. Sure. Because it's so stinking popular. That, that is a knock. Right. And, and and I, but I see it as a positive. I mean, the reality is, if you you know plan your day out, try to get here. It is not the place you just walk up and say do you have a table ready. You know, can you can you fill me in or fit me in? But I think with the expansion during the summertime with the patio. There's more of an ability to sort of walk up to the bar and say, can I find a seat outside, that sort of thing. So I think take advantage of that
1: in the warmer months. And if you get here and it opens at 3 o'clock? Correct. So the, the bar opens at 3. This is a, an amazing bar. And, we, you know, outside of the cocktails and spirits we've had, it's a great bar. You can eat here. And if you get here at 3, it's just open seating until it fills up. Which Absolutely. Which imagine does not take long.
3: Oftentimes, it will, we will have a line out the door. I've, this bar has been full within ten minutes. It's not unusual. That being said, if the bar is full, you can always go on a wait list. Call up, hey, if there's two seats at the bar, they'll hold the seats for a couple of minutes for you if you're a local. So you can always use that to try to get in if, uh, if the restaurant's full.
1: How has it evolved in your eyes? You know, over the last five to ten years.
3: In the restaurant industry, well, I think you know, ten years ago, I was using. Buffalo Trace as a nice well bourbon uh, at a restaurant. It was something that you could always have and it was a pretty cheap bobble and it was a pretty nice bourbon. Nowadays, it's hard to keep on the shelf, right? And you don't see it at the liquor store very often. Um, The way that it has has changed has been pretty dramatic. And I think when this restaurant opened 13, 14 years ago, um, vodka was still, those premium vodkas, those fancy bottles of vodka, that was what was still in. Um, you still had your, your scotches with like the nice whiskeys that people enjoyed, but really vodka was so popular. And Ron will tell you, the top top shelf up there was full of different types of vodka. And,
0: and, now, about, and now what is it? <laughs> there's, there's, bourbons and whiskies, it's whiskey yeah, and, and bourbon,
3: and in the last three, four years, you've got to start getting some nice tequilas in there because yeah. people expect to have those nice tequilas. And they're making some really pretty damn good tequila as well. Um, so I, I would say o- over those last years, it, it, it's become a, a, not a necessity, it, it's a huge asset to be able to have the variety of whiskey and bourbon in particular that we have here because that's almost the expectation at some of these, some of these cocktail bars and steakhouses. You've you got to have that. And it's so fun having somebody come in and say, hey, it's my birthday i want to try something i've never had before you know i don't care just let, and, and then you have fun and then you ask well what do you usually like you know wh- where, where do we move with this have you heard of this let me tell you the story about this one because they all have those fun stories
0: I, you know one thing I'm, i mean uh, joe and i are both going to europe this year with our family different places and that's the one thing i'm not looking forward to because every every place i look at that we're going to have dinner you start looking at their at their spirits menu Bourbon's just not that popular here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. I, I think when we did the Barbie. bourbon trail, what was it? Australia. Jim Beam is, like, number one. Yeah. Beyond that, that's it. So, you know, I'm, like, looking at pictures, and, it, you know, oh, I see Maker's Mark. All right. Oh Jim Beam. Okay. <laughs> right. right. And my wife's like, is that all you're going to have? I go, like, apparently so. I mean, so it's, it's really <laughs> unless funny. I, unless I'm that guy bringing my own. but uh. <laughs> I, went,
1: I went to India in November this past year. And they were excited because they're like, "Oh, you like bourbon? We've got bourbon." <laughs> and I go, "Awesome! What do you have? We have Jim Beam, and we have Maker's Mark."
3: Wow! And I that, said, I "Awesome!" Mean, that, yeah. And
1: did nothing against. We love Jim Beam. We love Maker's Mark. We like their yeah. too. But, but, but when you tell me that that's your whiskey, like the, she, she yeah. was so excited. I didn't want to break her spirit. Absolutely. <laughs> but in, in, in those are great offerings. But. Only two. So when you look here and you come to strip, I mean the options are pretty much endless because of all the variety of yeah. um, not just bourbons but spirits that you have. And you do have some premium tequilas that. Your which which is your favorite again? Um, I like Sincoro. Okay, Good which name. is uh, the Michael
0: Jordan? They call and it the Michael Jordan then, um, tequila. I'm not a big tequila guy. Um, but I do like that. Tastes there's a vanilla hint to it, sure. and I can drink it. Yeah. There's others that I just can't. just personally can't do. I, I appreciate. I just not my
1: thing. And then mine's class of soul and then obvi- and then I love. You know, it, I'm a, a reposado Reposado hell person. So sure. at the end of the day, those are those Joe, are what I go to. Joe's just throwing out words now. We don't I care. know. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think yeah. Joe loves all alcohol. It's really the reality. <laughs> I think, I think that you see a lot of the, uh, the bourbon guys, if you will. Um, people who really enjoy bourbon and came into that world and um, they're starting to enjoy tequila because uh, you do share some of those characteristics. Um, as I'm sure that you know, you, you cannot reuse a charred oak barrel for another bourbon, right? So th- those barrels have to be used somewhere. Tequila is oftentimes where you find those.
0: Oh. Oh. Have tequila, a- rum, I mean, they, they, uh, even Scotch oh, will, bu- will buy the bourbon barrels yeah. right. after they're
3: used. Great example of that is um, on the shelf behind me, and we have the Corazon and it's their expressions label. So those are three different tequilas from Corazon, specifically a, a Reposado and two different Añejos. And we do it as a flight. You get one ounce of each of them. And the Reposado is finished inside of Elmer T. Lee from Sazerac yes. barrels. And then you have George T. Stagg for one of the Añejos and the William LaRue Weller. So those are both from the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. That
1: yeah, is fantastic. It
3: makes a lot of sense to take those uh, specific barrels and turn it into a nice, a nice premium product. Now you're, you're, you're elevating your tequila at the same time. So, you know, those are names that bourbon people will recognize. Oh
1: yeah. Oh. You've got me intrigued, I'm not gonna lie. And, and I can say like, you know, those are offerings that again, you can't get everywhere. And when you do get them, I mean, you know, George C. Stag is one of those that I, I often say they figured out the the science behind having a hot, right. you know, something that's a high proof, you know, bourbon that is just smooth on the way down sure. that really is well, one of our favorites.
0: Well, you and I talk like, you know, the sweet spot for us is, I think, yeah, like between me. 90 and 100 is usually our, our, our sweet spot. But there are a few bourbons that you go over that that are still smooth. I mean, sure. we always talk about Weller uh, Weller full proof.
1: It's yeah.
0: one of those that's hot, but smooth. I don't know how to describe it. Sure. There are several others like that too, yeah. you know, that we'll, we'll, you know, kind of jump George into George T.
1: Stagg, mm-hmm. Boom Boom's, Boom Boom's yes, full cast.
0: Yes, In fact, we saw, is, is uh, Ron a big boxing fan?
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right, so we have, uh, we'll have to bring him, we, have, we did a show with Boom Boom Mancini. Which you're a young guy, I don't know if you know who that is. Oh,
3: um, I do not. That.
0: Okay, that's okay, that's okay. So Boom Boom Mancini is from Youngstown. Sure. He was sort of Michael Jordan, or not Michael Jordan, um, LeBron James for LeBron James. Sure. He was Ohio, he was Northeast Ohio, he was a boxer. And he was the Rocky, the Rocky sort of saga, was like him. I mean, he was, he was up and coming. You know, working class town, whatnot. Anyway, he started his own bourbon and he was a heavyweight champ or not heavyweight. He was
1: light heavyweight champ yeah. for a couple of years awesome. in the eighties.
0: So he started his own bourbon, bourbon called Boom Boom Bourbon from sure. Cleveland Whiskey and we did a show out in Youngstown. Yep. And if you check out that's suburban bourbon, bourbon, net, um, The show, it was, he's, he's a very generous sort of interview. But he has. he's talked a lot about different stories, and whatnot. But he has great bourbon. They've won a lot of awards, awesome. so he signed a bunch of them. So we're gonna make sure we stop by. Um, we'll try to get both of you some some bottles uh, of those. Yeah, okay. and yeah, it's awesome.
1: and those are the the Boom Boom Bourbon finished in, in maple barrels, and it yeah, really has. Right. It's got that sweetness to it, sure. and when you go to the higher proof, um, I mean it's one fourteen or one sixteen proof, yeah. and it's just a really great bourbon that's got it. But you, it's literally you know you don't know you're drinking a high-proof bourbon Brilliant. so it's uh, and it, they're award winning so
3: check we'll them
0: out we we'll bring you guys a bottle it's, it's signed you know
3: great 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 example of it, what we were talking about before as far as so many bourbons so many stories yes you know and, and i don't know if you notice ron likes history a little bit um,
1: yeah, we had really an, an entire history lesson I loved I loved it. It. we were all we have a little anxiety is there a test on the way out because <laughs> i'm not sure that i can follow everything but i'm amazed the story behind this structure alone is amazing, but... Uh...
3: Uh, really cool thing, and, and um, you'll know you you'll come in here, nine times out of 10, we have old movies playing on the TV when you walk inside, because that's what Ron likes. He likes seeing that old stuff. He likes talking about that. Um, this, this, this barn has a connection to a guy named John Brown. Ron was talking about some of the connections to the barn back in the day. John Brown was a uh, abolitionist prior to the Civil War. Um, Pretty, pretty famous character, and he was um, executed for treason because he led a small rebellion against uh, the country of the United States prior to the Civil War. He, he, he's an interesting character. He was a preacher, and he felt that uh, slavery was against what the Bible said and what the, the Declaration of Independence right. said inside of the United States of America. And so he actually led a mini rebellion that failed very utterly and, and he was executed. But he was also a spark plug for the Civil War and um, a rallying call for a lot of people. Um, he bought horses from this barn back when it was in Southern Ohio. He raised horses for a period of time until he found out they were being used for gambling and that was against the Bible. So then he stopped raising horses. Uh, so we named a drink the JB after him. And now you have a little story. So when people order that drink, you can kind of talk about the history of the barn and some of the, some of the fun things that go with it. And I think it just adds a little bit of an element to, to once again, whether it's something like serving some mixed nuts with your with your Manhattan, or whether it's a story that kind of ties into the barn or the history, um, really makes that experience. Ron likes the word tour guide. You know, it kind of makes it like going on a tour somewhere.
1: And I think also, I mean, I love because your experience with your wife is very similar to ours and i mean when you can get a bourbon drink that they that they like then that's a home run right and and what you just what you just served to us is one that's gonna be one when we come back they're gonna try it rock and roll you can't it's it's an it's i guarantee that it'll be three for three after these two it's very sweet yep it's very good excellent well hey that being said, I'll tell you what, it has been fantastic coming here to Strip. I mean, not only great spirits, not only great food. I mean, the service, we've been here a number of times, the service is off the charts. And, it, and, it, and you just touched on something that's even beyond all that. The history of this building yeah. and, the, and, and the approach that this this uh, you know restaurant takes to take care of their customers, I really think is, it really sets it apart
0: i got to give my shout-out. You know, my first time
1: sort of being introduced
0: to Strip was from Kim DeGroff, um, who uh, was an Alpha Z Delta at Ohio State University. It's the first time <laughs> I met her, which is a sorority, by the way. and yeah. um, uh, She immediately told me. Wait, wait. Did you go to Ohio State? I did go to Ohio State. Go Box <laughs> <laughs> um, Ohio. <owe>. Uh, <laughs> my fraternity, her sorority, often did little parties together. Anyway, I met Kim, and she just has uh, obviously, as she should, raved about this place. And, certainly after uh meeting ron and meeting meeting carl and coming here for so many years um it's just a, a treat
1: to be able to do this show here frankly right. yeah. so we definitely come to strip this yes. is a fantastic place whether it's steak and seafood whether it's craft cocktails which you know or an amazing spirit selection that you could have straight off on the rocks you name it and then the service is off the charts like just come here i i, I in, I literally sit here and go. I can't wait to get back in here with with our brides. Well, and, and, and try the nutty man. That's the that's probably you know my that's our challenge this summer. And as my nutty
0: man just said, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and as we said earlier, walk in, say hi to Ron, and tell him how fantastic he looks. You might get a, a, a free tomahawk. There's to not a thing, just for
1: the
3: record. Um, Carl, <laughs>
0: would love, tell Carl how outstanding he is as a bartender. You know, the
1: the uh, the skies limit.
3: Much yeah. more likely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Carl, thank you so much. Yes, we really you. appreciate your time today. Absolutely, Thanks,
3: my pleasure. Very Great having you, it. gentlemen. All very, right. very fun.